You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yeah. <clears throat> Good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you want to get in on the show with us this morning, we've got Joe Gaither behind the glass uh, taking the phone calls, spinning the records. Uh, we had Taylor Swift, I guess, that was last Friday, right, Joe? I didn't see a lot of Taylor over the weekend. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. If you're going to build something, a fence, a five-star backyard, you want to build it to last, then use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Twitter at LockerRoom109, at Barry Sanderson, at WimpSanderson1. And the email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Max Howell will be with us at 730 and Doug Bell, I hadn't looked at Doug's picks. We'll look at those, uh, but he'll be with us at 8.15. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. Um, morning, everybody. No, we did win the blue plate. Uh, the tens tied, but I had a bunch of people call them, so they had, got it nine and a half. So I'm going to count the blue plate because nobody lost. Well, you, Everybody's- you're seven, five, and one. No. You can't count I'm, I'm, it if it's a tie. Sure you can. Sure you can. I'm eight and five. We had, we had what, let me ask you something, Barry. Did we have winners in it? Well, I'm just saying when we posted did we, did it. Barry, did we have winners in it? I don't know. I just don't well, know. We did. We had, we had people that bet it nine and a half. So you're going to take that as a win? Sure. Okay. It's your blue plate. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, well, you know, part of them said they won it, and part of them, part of them said they tied. So if it had winners in it, I don't well, know how to. Well, we posted it. We posted it minus ten, right, Joe? So that's a seven five and one record. But if you want to take the, if you want, no, it, I don't want it. I don't want it. You, want you take it. it. You, you can have it. Okay. <laughs> um, in basketball last night, Gonzaga knocked off Kentucky pretty bad, eighty eight seventy two, and Houston is very good. Beat uh, beat Oregon. By 10, Samford's got a really good team in football and basketball. They're playing terrific in football and basketball. The basketball team's 5-0, and football team won again. And uh, Baylor beat UCLA, just some of the big games. Uh, talked a little bit about they beat them by five. Kansas City, um, Kansas City won in football, 30-27 over the Chargers. And uh, tonight you'll see the 49ers and the Cards play at the uh, same old time on Sunday night. Um, I don't want to make any predictions because I'll get uh, knocked down on it, but I would predict that uh, Georgia um, and um, TCU, if they continue to win, will be in the playoff. The winner, the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game will be replaced by Southern Cal. Uh, Southern Cal has to beat Notre Dame. But I think that's what's happened. I think this time next week we'll say that Southern Cal is one of the four with Georgia, TCU, and the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game. Um, uh, after Alabama beat um, Jackson pretty bad, they're going on to play Michigan State uh, 9:30 on Thursday night. Uh, yesterday, uh, South Carolina uh, got clobbered by Furman. They're not very good. A&M finally won a game. They beat Loyola, Chicago, Kentucky, as I've already mentioned, and Missouri. 
uh, beat Mississippi Valley 83-62. to Sea um, Island, Georgia, a uh, guy named Seven, Sevenson, uh, Adam Sevenson, who I think is from British Columbia. I tried to look him up. He's uh, started pro in 2015-19 under. He wins a million and something. Uh, the lawsuit, uh, the lawsuit with with Patrick Reed, has been dismissed um, by the judge. So Patrick Reed won't be trying to sue the Golf Channel and the guys there. So uh, I'm, I'll, just to mention this, so that you'll know, uh, your first football game will be Thursday night, um, Mississippi State and Ole Miss at Ole Miss. I think. Uh, um, I forgot, I think Ole Miss is three or three and a half point favorite. And then on Friday, we'll have two of the football games, Arkansas and, and Missouri and uh, Florida and Florida State will be on Friday. And the rest of the games will be, of course, on Saturday with the Alabama-Auburn game on it. Um, I think it is 2.30. And uh, Auburn uh, will, of course, be coming to Alabama. Outside of that, I think that's about all I got. Uh, Hoover. Let's see. Uh, no, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, Notre Dame. Um, Alabama's a twenty-one and a half point favorite, uh, and I forgot I didn't, I didn't get the USC favoritism, but uh, that's where that's where we are. That's it. All right. Um, let's see here. Do you think this team, Joe? I want you to chime on this. Has this team taken Nick Saban's energy away? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, the thing I, the thing that I can't quite understand is we have we have a team get get sixty three points scored on them in Tennessee. We have a, we have a football team that that every everybody that looks at our at, at the Alabama football team compares it to what they have done in the past. Yet they've lost two games by four points. You you don't like the way they're playing because you compare it to the way they have been playing. But crap, everybody else is getting their brains beat out too. Well, it does show you. It just show you. It's hard to. It's hard to play a twelve game season uh, and be up all the time, and especially when you got to go on the road against. You know, when you're good, then you you get the best of that road environment there. But I just, I know when you were coaching, if your team was playing like Alabama's team was playing on Saturday, I can't wait for coach to call timeout and bring them over there and absolutely go crazy on them and he never did it um because they just didn't seem to be the starters just were like a days ago letting well, the punt hit and he just never he in the old nick saban would have called timeout he'd have brought those guys over there and he'd have torn them a new booty hole but he's not you don't have it. any home field advantage that's one thing alabama does not have any home field advantage you want you won't you take an advantage Okay, you, you go back and you think about the advantage that Tennessee had when they played Alabama and Knoxville. Now let's turn around and talk about the advantage that South Carolina had when they played in Columbia the other night. Would you not compare those two? Yes, against uh, one against Tennessee and one for Tennessee. Tennessee played lights out against Alabama because they were mad, you know, wanting to beat them, and they did, uh, very fortunately, and then... And turn around, South Carolina scores that many points against the Tennessee team. I know, I know Hooker got hurt. But Hooker was getting his brains beat. They're getting their brains beat out before he got hurt. He's out for the year. I meant to mention that. So, 
Um, well, they, I, I, they I got we, beat 38-6 to six the week before, so they went in their sleepwalking. And South Carolina fans, when they play at home, they're going to be ready. <laughs> they're going to be ready. And they hate Tennessee there. And uh, I just – I th- I think this game against Austin P is going to be very costly to Alabama. And this is why I say that, Dad. I thought the st- starters were disgustingly bad. And I thought Coach should have taken them all out and benched every one of them. I mean, there may have been some guys playing good. I'd have put them, every one of them on the bench, and I'd have put my backups in. They would have been more excited to play, and you would, but by leaving these backups up on the bench and letting those starters play so lackadaisical, and coach never calling timeout and ripping them, I think a lot of them going to the portal. They're going to say, screw this. Uh, I couldn't get in the game against Austin P, or I got in two snaps or whatever. I think it's going to send guys to the portal. They're sick of it. Uh, well, yeah, and, the best running back doesn't play. Yeah. But so Trey Sanders got two carries. Come on. Yeah. You got two carries. Uh and so I just wonder if Coach has lost his energy a little bit. Did this team just beat him up uh, to a point? Joe, any validity to that? I just thought the backups – I think the backups would have been more excited to play because they hadn't gotten to play much this year, and I think they would have gone out and beaten Austin P a lot worse than what these starters did in this game. Yes, Joe? Well, I think you're right on that part, the, the excitement level to play. I'm not sh- quite sure if uh, if you're right about them, about these backups running to the transfer portal just for the Austin P game. Might be a little hyperbolic there, but uh, as far as his, has the team taken Coach Saban's energy, going back to your first part, I think you're right on that too. I think that this team has been hard to uh, – Hard to reach, and and that's that's been frustrating because you got two of the two of the coach Saban's best players of all time, really, but you can't reach the whole team as a whole, and and so uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, Saturday was an embarrassment. Saturday was just a, an absolute joke watching everybody sleepwalk through. They've sleptwalked through the last handful of games. Jack, so, Dad, wouldn't you have yanked them guys out and put the backups in if they were playing like that? If you were coaching, you talking to me, yeah, sure. Sure. I, I just I think part of it was uh, part of it. I don't know. You know, you know the offensive coordinator runs 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 stuff based on what the defense does, and they came in being overcoached. Uh, uh, they did, and, and uh, it was a game where they they weren't excited to play the game. They they uh, they won't be excited to play the Auburn game, and that will be one of the first times. I'm afraid, and if they don't have any more captainship, we start this season off. With two great players talked about continually, and they are very good players. But we seem to forget, as I said the very first week, and I'm not going with I, uh, we don't have any – the wideouts are not what they have been. Let's see how good they are. And um, they're just average or below. And then we turn around with, with – if you want to say double teams on Willie, okay, double teams on Willie. Quarterback's great, terrific. Uh, can't play it by himself and wouldn't have won the games that they won had it not been for him. Uh, but the people along with him on both sides of the football uh, played sometimes and sometimes they didn't. I don't, I don't have the answer. Let me ask you this, to too. I, I, I think they got to change their philosophy over there on these games. What is the problem, Dad, with if you played Troy or South Alabama or Jacksonville State, an in-state school, You'd have their fans travel. There'd be a little bit more excitement. Why play Austin P? Why give the money to Austin P and let it go out of the state? Why not let? I'm not saying play UAB, but why not play South Alabama, Troy, 
Jacksonville State, there would be more excitement. They would bring fans here. You're going to beat them anyway. Why Why play? What do you get out of playing well, Austin P? One thing you have, both of you have to understand is these schedules are, are made even when Coach Bryant was there 10 years in advance. And you're looking for somebody to play that you can beat prior to the Auburn game. And the reason you do that is because you're trying to be darn sure that you're not injured, that you're not tired when you play Auburn. And so these, uh, I would imagine this game was scheduled maybe before before the present AD or right after the present AD took the job. He's been there a good while. So I think there's, um, there's some validity in what you say of playing Detroit and other people. But uh, and once you start that, then you, you do you start not wanting, you know, UAB wants to play. Uh, the rule was set in when Coach Bryant was there that, that weren't going to play. Uh, he said the very first, you know, first time he came out with it, and naturally I didn't play it. I've been criticized for it for a lifetime, which is who cares. But uh, it, it, it is what it is, and I, I just think that yeah, you start I, playing yeah, South Alabama, should you play South Alabama in football? I, I don't know. I mean, not that hard. If you're going to play somebody that you can beat, the game before Auburn, then just spread it around. South Alabama one year, Troy, then just but stop giving these out of state little programs the money and the publicity and all that. Keep it in state. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. I get the UAB thing. I understand that one, but the rest of it I don't get. All right, we'll take this break. We got a couple phone calls holding two oh five three four two nine nine zero four. Two minute trucks are at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need. To make this a smooth move, whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. Two minute of truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks. Minor congestion on McFarland between US 43 and 69 in Northport. Learning southbound steady through Northport into downtown. And Scotland congested at McFarland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. And don't be a turkey. Go get a great deal at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Tuscaloosa police and other departments across the state are advertising openings in their departments for sworn officers. Paul Urban, president of the Alabama Association of Chiefs of Police, says retaining and recruiting officers has become increasingly difficult in every department. He estimated that over the last five or six years, the larger departments in the state are down officers as high as 40 to 50 percent. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather. It's free. I'm Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while, and I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do. And Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Tuscaloosa's weather will stay cool and dry today. The sky partially sunny, the high 55. For tonight, clouds gradually increasing, the low at 41. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 29 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treaty pine from Great Southern. When you build the five-star backyard, you want to use pressure treated pine. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. I was asking uh, in the first segment, his coach lost his energy a little bit. Uh, I think the old Coach Saber would have called timeout and blasted those guys. And I think some of those kids. Well, he did blast, blast him at Ole Miss. Yeah. All right, uh, get to the Yellowwood hotline and get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Barry. Barry, uh, I'm, I was real excited to see that basketball team that we put on the court overnight against Jacksonville State. This team is really impressing me the way they play together. And uh, I think they're going to, if they keep building, they're going to have a pretty good team this year. I don't know if you've seen any of the game, but. Uh, yeah, I saw the they game. Just, they shot the ball. When you shoot it like that, you look great. And. Uh, you know, they're going to be pretty good defensively because of their length. And then if you add the shooting to it, then they will be really good. But they'll have a tough not, tough matchup uh, Thursday night against Michigan State, a team that will really make you guard. Uh, they run a lot of actions, and we'll see how they defend those guys. Yeah, that will be that will be good. You'll find out how good they are because that's a, that's a – Michigan State always puts a good team on the court. Yeah. Uh, Coach, did I hear you, all, you say 21 points? Uh, the orange bowl, or did I misunderstand you? Twenty-one points. What? What? He's saying you do the, say the, the line. The spread on it. I think it's higher than that. I'm pulling. Twenty-one and a half against Auburn, Alabama. Twenty-one and a half right now. According to the internet. These lines are crazy. But y'all talking about coaches' energy? You know, you can't coach like like you used to. Remember when uh, he corrected AJ McCann for making that mistake? Yeah. And made him a better player. You can't do that. Yes, no more. you can. I don't, I don't believe that. I think you can. But you guys, you can, well, I think you have to do it consistent. I think he probably does. I think you can. I don't think you. Well, I think you the can. part I'm talking about is people going to run, get in the transfer report. No, yeah, they're going to do that anyway. So I well, you, you're you probably are. right, Barry. Hey, Mountain Brook uh, beat us. Beat Hartsville pretty bad, but they got to come to Muscle Shows. That ought to be a, a crazy place uh, Friday night. Who Muscle Shows in Mountain Brook. Oh, Muscle Shows in Mountain Brook in six A semifinals. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's at uh, that's at Muscle Shows. I bet that place would be packed out, Coach. No doubt. Uh, Good for Muscle Shows. They don't want in the area left. Yeah. Hartsville hadn't been beat. They yeah. got beat by Mountain Brook pretty, pretty good at Mountain Brook. Yeah. But uh, right. that's the only one I know of, and they said Thompson beat Hoover pretty bad. Yeah, I think 41-10. So Thompson-Auburn will play. They've already down to their finals. Yeah, they've got semifinals. Thank you, Bryce. All right, back up to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? morning. Right. Good. Hey. Okay. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, the experiment for, for last year and this year of uh, coaching, uh, talking about Coach Saban, has he lost some of his fire? 
uh, is uh, the positive reinforcement that he's projected when he comes out in the press conferences following the game and everything when everybody knows that they hadn't played up to their potential and they hadn't performed, they made dumb mistakes. We brought that out all year long. Uh, it's not working. It's not working, Coach. Positive reinforcement is not going to work on these kids. Whether they hit the transfer portal or not, we've lost quality because of it. So tear down the mental health uh, building and rebuild something else over there. That's not working. And um, that would be my suggestion to your comments this morning. Yes, he's lost uh, his fire. But and, has this uh, is it little, is I'm it due to this team? Where that may lead is it due to this team? Is this they have they sucked the life out of last him? year's team too? Yeah, eh. but I think Alabama wins the national championship last year if those two receivers don't go down. Correct, and and there there is the problem right there. In my opinion, is that uh, when you compare the numbers on offense last year to this year, we're down thirty percent in the passing uh, game. That offense is predicated on a successful passing game. We don't have wide receivers that can get open, and I'm convinced now that it's not the talent as much as it is the coaching they're getting from the wide receiver uh, staff uh, on this. And uh, but anyway, I wanted can I change gears a little sure. bit? I wanted to talk about the basketball game the other night. That game has got me scared to death that we played so good, shot the ball so good. And uh, it was it was intoxicating uh, to watch Alabama play basketball like that. Do you agree with that? And I'm worried going forward that that may be uh, a stumbling block to this team. Uh, what do you mean? Uh... Well, I mean, it was just so darn good. Uh, the offense and, and, and the play and the energy and everything was so good. And then what worries me is you're going to roll into another game with Michigan State. Coach is a great coach, knows how to coach his players, and then you're going to hit resistance. I don't care what anybody says. There's going to be resistance in that game. And if you win it, you're going to be lucky. And how they respond to that resistance has got me worried. Well, and I'll let that – He's more qualified to comment than me. But, uh, you know, it's a new team, and the more film you get out there, people are going to look at it, and they're going to start playing uh, guys differently. They, You know, you don't know them. Uh, they hadn't shot well early, and then they, they shot the ball extremely well. Nate Oates says he thinks there will be other games they make over 23 because they're going to keep taking them. Uh, but I think people may defend them differently. Uh, Dad, your take on that is more film gets out there. It's going to be harder on the offensive well, end. Usually it is. And people, when you get in your league, people know you inside and out. Well, it's, it's how you defend the three. And as the game went along, Jacksonville wasn't able to, to defend the three, and, and uh, Alabama's got some three-point shooters that can can score. You better understand now that when you, if you live and die by the three-point shot, which is fine, there are, going to be, there are going to be big games in your season that are going to disappoint you. And those games could cost you a chance to do this or do that. Uh, so I think Alabama, I don't know all about all their uh, outside shooters, but I thought Jacksonville, more the game, more the game was played. You know, if you go, if you shoot as many as they shot, attempted, um, you know, it, you have a chance to make a good percentage, and they did. I, Jacksonville didn't defend them very well. We got to give Alabama credit; they've got good, they got very good players, and they're going to have a great year. But uh, there are going to be games that uh, p- 
people get in the grill quite differently than Jacksonville did, and it won't shoot as well. You know, the thing about it is, though, that game started out, and I thought, man, this is going to be a barn burner. And uh, because uh, Jacksonville State, they would come down, and they, they were hitting threes. Alabama would go back, they'd hit. They were going back and forth with that. Then all of a sudden, now tell, I, I'm asking y'all to, to tell me if what I was seeing is correct or not. We changed a little bit of our uh, uh, defensive uh, play. And, and got a little tighter on them and, and, and started hitting the boards a little better than we did at the beginning of the game. But our defense is what what brought that game around uh, to where we could get a, a some separation between us and, and Jacksonville State. A- am I wrong about that? Well, I think they shot the ball well early. I don't know how uh, traditionally Jacksonville State shoots the ball. When you start making them early, you keep taking them, and eventually – uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna go cold uh, where Alabama did not. Uh, you know, Alabama's got the length to defend them. Uh, I think they had some guys. Uh, I'm with you. They had some guys jumping up, making shots. I'm like, there's no way they can make these shots all night long. If they do, it's gonna be an incredible game. Alabama kept making them, and uh, Jacksonville State didn't. Alabama's just got more depth uh, than those guys, and and uh you know eventually i think that you're probably right they probably started closing out a little bit higher getting a little tighter getting your arms up a little bit and then your percentages start to go down uh when you do that yes you did too barry uh the the fact that uh that that we were able to to pick it up on defense is what i'm calling it to to uh kind of shut shut the uh, scoring down for Jacksonville state uh that that to me is very encouraging. Where uh, the 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 defensive angle with this team compared to last year, and, and the announcers kept bringing that out. That uh, the uh, the fact that that the defense was so much better this year when you look back to last year uh, gives me hope that uh, we can be a, a, a darn good team. Now, Tom, we got a call from you last time. Uh, all, ups, all upset about the way they played, and uh, and so now I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to explain. You can talk to Barry all you want to, but but I'm trying to explain to you that uh, there are going to be nights when you play that way, when other teams where other teams don't let you play like that, and so we've got now we got today where you're you're talking about how great they are. So I think I think you know it's it's, it's according to the defense basically and. They've got and, and Alabama got cheap baskets. They did a good job defensively. Got the ball out, went down the floor, and Alabama's going to score a lot of points off the offensive glass. They're going to be they're going to out rebound everybody that they play if they play hard. And so they've got some you know they're going to really be good, but they're going to be nights that that you may call in and, and be disappointed again. <laughs> well, that, that's true because guess what, Coach? I'm John Q. Fan, and. Uh, <laughs> But but the last week when I called, the thing that I was so frustrated about is I hate to play South Alabama. That coach frustrates the crap out of me because he can figure out a way to get that game closer than it should be. Yeah. But the, the number one thing with me, with uh, Coach Oates, and also with uh, Coach Johnson when he was there, is how many freaking turnovers we have. That drives me crazy. And yeah. if you will remember... I agree with that. I called in and I said, you cannot, you have got to do something. 20 turnovers is unacceptable. This, guess what happens uh, Friday night? 12. 
Well, somebody because because Tom, if that South Alabama game would have gone to thirty, then you're not they're not listening to you in practice. When it went from twenty to nine, and you had all those careless turnovers, then coach probably sat down on them on the turnovers, and those guys listened. Don't you think my phone call had a lot to do? Probably with that? did. Probably did. <laughs> all right, Tom, we got to hey, get hey, out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I think if you have a defensive mindset, which I think was what Coach is trying to do, when teams are scoring like that, then you call timeout and then you uh, quickly remind them that we're not going to be trading baskets. And uh, so I think they maybe have a little bit – I don't know how much Shackleford wanted to play defense some of those guys. I think they got some guys that maybe take some pride on the defense. And it seemed to be a little bit tougher-minded this year so far, but we'll see. they got a tough week ahead of them out uh, in Portland. I think Kentucky – I think of the top five that I've talked about, Kentucky and and Auburn are, are averages running water right now. So if those five that I mentioned uh, are what I think they are, then there's only – only right now there's only three. Yeah, the SEC has uh, not had a great showing here. they got some really bad ball clubs, uh, and it's just – it's unfortunate. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get to Max Howell when we get back. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. The Alabama Crimson Tide earned its second shutout of the season with a 34 to nothing victory over Austin P. The Alabama soccer team defeated Portland 2-1 to advance to the Sweet 16. The Alabama men's basketball team defeated the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 104-62 on Friday. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks. Minor congestion on McFarland between US 43 and 69 in Northport. Learning southbound steady through Northport into downtown. And Scotland congested at McFarland. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. And don't be a turkey. Go get a great deal at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. I'm Captain Ray. Town Square Media, along with Spiller Furniture and Townsend Nissan, want to see your holiday spirit and lights. Neighborhoods are shining bright this Christmas, thanks to the countless hours it took you to wrap your tree in 100.9. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, near my old pappy, and he had him still. I want to mention a uh, uh, animal hospital before we get Max on. All right, go ahead. Um, if you want 50% off on your first visit, uh, you can get that over at the McNara's. Uh, so I think that's a heck of a deal for you, Dr. S- Dr. Foster. Very, very good. It's 205-635-0313. 205-635-0313. Any animal you got, 50% off on your first visit. Thanks. Yeah, Dad, uh, I had uh, birthday lunch with Mom. She said Sam was quick. She, he, Sam could yeah. get in and out of traffic. Uh, yeah. Hard to catch. Uh, maybe they all put, night all night long with me. Maybe they need Up to all put, night. put Sam in the backfield. Hard to catch, Joe. You can't get your hands on uh, no. Samantha. All right, get to the Yellowwood Highline Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Max Owl with us. Good morning, Max. 
Hey, Max. Woody, guys. How y'all, how y'all is Woody? Oh, okay. Uh, Max, I saw a guy that's in the know at Auburn told me they agreed with Lane Kiffin last week, seven year, ten million a year. Any truth to that? Pretty close. Uh, Ole Miss tried to match, came close to matching it. They offered nine. Okay. See, in Mississippi, in Mississippi, four year contracts all you can do. Right. You can't go more than what the governor gets. So uh, that's one of the determining factors. So I understand. But uh, it's down. It's down. I think he'll announce for Saturday. Uh, they play on Thursday night over here uh, with uh, the Egg Bowl with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. So I think it's, you know it's going to come down now. You know I don't know that he's accepted it yet. Uh, I think there's some other things that, that he wanted in the contract from what I was told. But uh, they are working on it, Barry. And, and I some, some, somewhere on the down the line, Lane's going to take a job somewhere. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, that. Uh, Alabama and Auburn uh, come up. Alabama is not, you know, is bit, not playing very hard or very well. Barry has talked about that this morning, and I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I've had one listener call in and say it's the coaches haven't coached the wideouts. I don't agree to that. I think I think the wideouts are not as good. I don't think the wideouts are as good as, as the ones that we lost. Uh, I'm sure they coached them hard, but uh, talk a little bit about this Alabama team and. Why they're not where they are? Are we comparing them too much to when they played great, or what, what's the deal there? Coach, I, th- I really think, and I've done a lot of things about this situation and watching them almost every week. Uh, I think it's, it's the nature of the kids coming along now. I mean, look at and I just keep drawing comparisons. You know, Tennessee ran down the road and they looked great against Alabama, and you know they get blown out by South Carolina. Uh, just, I'm just trying to draw some comparisons. I, I don't think you can. I think you can set that standard, but maintaining it now. Uh, yeah. I think with the portal and you know, and everything else that's going on in the in the industry itself, uh, I think it's hard to predict. I mean, I know good well. I'd hate to I'd hate to make, have to make a living uh, as a bookie because I, mean, I I was still trying to revert back like it used to be. You guys know that where you, where you were fairly consistent. You had good players that played hard. You coached them hard, and uh, and you won ball games. But I don't I don't know if that's true anymore. I think it's too many outside, you know, forces that are at work with these kids coming up. And uh, I'm not saying don't pay attention. I just think it's, it's some external force in there that makes these kids different than they were years ago. And I know some coaches say, hey, they're the same kids they used to be. I don't believe that. Uh, I just, I, I'm around them. I'm still stay. I've stopped by high school practices now. I go to high school games on Friday night. Uh, I stay in touch with a lot of people. And uh, I just think it's hard to say. And I don't agree that they don't put them up the best to. I just think I agree with you. I don't think the talent level is there as comparison as to what they've had before, particularly at the wide out position. Uh, we're talking with Max Howell. I think Max Tennessee found out kind of what it's like to be Alabama whenever you go on the road. Uh, <laughs> right. the, the fans get pretty excited. Uh, uh, Florida beat South Carolina 38 to 6, looked pathetic. So you would think yep. it'd be a lackluster crowd over, but I've been to Williams Bryce Stadium at night, and uh, I don't care who they're playing and what the record is. If you go in, if you go in there at night, you better be ready because you're going to get South Carolina's best shot, and that just shows you there, Max, what Alabama's done over all these years, how impressive it is. Because every time right. they go to somebody's field, it's like that, and South Carolina put an absolute beat down on Tennessee. Uh, it's hard to get them up every week, isn't it, Max? 
Oh, it's almost impossible. I, I, get, I had a little different twist on that ball game. My daughter and son-in-law in the stands it, it put me on hold, and I listened to their ball game from the stands. Now, I've watched it on TV, but uh, that's a whole different. You're right. The noise level was there, uh, just just like you know, just like it is in Tuscaloosa uh, when Alabama plays or Baton Rouge when the LSU plays. So you're right. It was a. It was they, they they didn't make a mistake. I don't believe. I mean, they, everything they put together makes you wonder if they hadn't been working on that game plan a while, longer than just a few days. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I get concerned about that kind of philosophy. I think I can go back and point out games before where coaches gave up a game, uh, a game or two to get ready for a big game like that. And uh, so, but anyway, you're right. Uh, South Carolina came to play. Of course, you know, they got a big one coming, another big one coming up this week. Can they get them back up again and play Clemson like that? Nah, I don't know. Uh, that was a that was almost a perfect ball game for them. Yeah. That... Um, I assume I, I made this statement uh, that uh, the loser of the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game, if things go if, that, if things go as normal, will be re- replaced uh, by Southern Cal. And it will Probably be right. TCU, Southern Cal, Georgia, and uh, Ohio State. I don't know yep. who will play who. I, I think probably Ohio State will end up playing. Um, I, I think Georgia will end up playing uh, TCU personally. And uh, right. so, so Southern too. Cal will, will play uh, either Michigan or Ohio State. Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, uh, you know, it's, I think had everybody not struggled this weekend, I mean, most of the top teams, uh, struggle. I don't know whether they would, you know, it was something in the air or whatever. But I mean, you know, TCU stayed on the last second field goal to stay in there with a win. But then, of course, you look at Ohio State and Michigan both struggled. Uh, I'm not sure had that been earlier this season, one of them may have dropped out, but they did. Uh, if they had provided wood, and, uh, and I look for the polls to say about the same. And, and uh, we'll see about, you know, we'll see if today if, uh, if Southern Cal jumps. Because uh, they they want that they want that West Coast audience, uh, you know, when it comes to the bowl game. So uh, I think I think you pretty well got it picked, Coach. I I like where they are. Uh, I don't think any of us thought anybody probably Georgia was going to get the top four anyway. I don't think I've ever seen a game with as much on the line in like that TCU game did. Did did right. do you think Coach Dykes managed that properly? Uh, I mean, in order to do what they did. They ran that ball on third down to run that field. And he says they work on it every Friday to run that right. group. If one guy false starts, the game's over to okay. run out there with everything on the line like that. And maybe the kicker didn't have time to think about it. And that's why he made it. But all 11 guys got to get out there, get yep. down get that thing snapped and kicked with all the pressure. on. Unbelievable. Was it's that, unbelievable. that was one of the yeah. most, Crazy things I've ever seen with the undefeated. Was that well managed? I guess it is since they made it, but good lands. Barry, they could not have done that had they not practiced every day. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't manage eleven guys like that. It's too much personality and too much emotion. All the things that you mentioned would play into that. I mean, they had to work on that on on a consistent basis. Now, how they knew when it was going to come, I don't know. (laughs) You, you know, it'd be somewhere. You know, right before the half, they wanted to go in with a lead. Uh, but to win the ball game with that, uh, that creates even, even more pressure. And knowing what was at stake, at stake on, on the ratings coming up now for the playoffs. So, yeah, it, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say because he worked on it, 
and they, they prepared for it, and they performed it, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it was in the game. <laughs> Dan, was that good coaching, though? I think you spiked the ball. <laughs> Hey, get your field goal right, unit so. out there, and it, that was a frenzy, Joe. I don't know if you saw it, but I never. Have you ever seen with everything on the line? Have you ever seen anything like that? I don't think it's getting enough talk. Barry, if he'd have missed it, it'd have been awful, coaches. He played it, so it was great, coach. Yeah, I don't know, Dad. What was your thoughts on that? Was that good coaching the way they handled that? How did it, tell me what I had, I left the room for a minute? What tell me exactly? Tell our <laughs> listeners exactly what you're talking about. They they're driving the ball. They're down two, uh, yep. and they have no timeouts left. So it's like okay. third down and. In four, what was it, Max? Twenty seconds or something. So they run right, the ball. Yeah, run the ball. Balance. They run the though. They run the ball to the middle of the field. It was like fifteen seconds, and the time's run. They have no timeout left. So the field goal team runs onto the field, and you know they snap it with about three seconds. The guy puts the ball down. and He kicks it. Field goal to well, win twenty nine twenty eight. But had they run the ball prior to that in order to stop the clock? It out of bounds. Not, well, I mean, they stopped the clock a little bit on the drive, but at that on that yeah. last part there, they, they could have they could have spiked it and then run. You know, the t- clock would have stopped. But though they ran the ball and the clock is still running, as this field goal unit's running out, they look like all like a new eleven came running out there. Um, yeah, I missed a little of that. Yeah, I don't. Know. If anybody saw it, I thought it was it was amazing. But you know what? You go back and check, you go back and check Sonny Dykes' record. He's done that kind of stuff before, not specifically like that. But, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of out there on the edge when it comes to gambling now. I mean, he'll gamble on a time. Uh, I've seen other games that he's coached, particularly when he's at SMU. Uh, you know, and he come, he come out of winter, and I think that's that's part of his personality. I mean, he's he, he rolls the dice, and, and I don't know how many people would have blamed him had that not happened, had they missed the field goal. Uh, I mean, I, of course, the locals, you know, if they thought they would, should have won the game, would be on it pretty hard. But nationally, uh, you know, I think, hey, he tried for it, he missed it, so forth, he goes on. But, yeah, I, and if you notice the offensive team, you know, they just went to get off the field, too. That was another part of that. Well, and you saw Brett Bielema was complaining about uh, that play when they blocked the guy and threw it to him to make the first down on that fourth down yeah. play, Michigan TCU right. look, should have lost. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what true. the rankings would have looked like if they would have both lost. Uh, I think I think along with Barry, what Barry says, answer this one for me. Uh, Notre Dame beats Southern Cal. It'll be one of the first time, and and Michigan and Ohio State play a two point game. Cool. I think they're both there. in. <laughs> They're both in, I would say. That's what I think. I don't think it's my point in saying that nobody, you know, Tennessee's out of it, of course. The only thing you got left sure. is Clemson, and I don't think they'd get in. Yeah, and Alabama fans, stop trying to figure out a scenario the way you're going to get in because you do not deserve to be in this playoff. Even you know that. No, not this year. No. Yep, not no. this year. No. I agree. So, anyway, I, it's, you know, uh, I think the what happened this past weekend certainly is taking the headlines without a doubt coming up. I'm sorry. Will the new athletic director at Mississippi State be in tune with the football coach at Mississippi State? Well, that, that's, I don't know that they've announced it yet, have they? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. I, they, they may be working, or they, or they may wait till after the, this weekend to see, you know, see. 
I'll tell you, Leach is not on. Uh, Leach is pretty. I think he's okay for this year, but there's some people grumbling about him. To solidify his position, he better go to Oxford. Win. Well, that's the point I'm making. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's I, the point I'm making, and I don't I don't think I don't think uh, Ole Miss. I mean, I don't think Auburn will announce uh, anything about uh, Lane Kiffin after the Thursday game. I think they'll give. The, uh, I think oh, they'll I wait till after the Auburn Auburn game is over I with. Do too. Oh, I do too. I think it'll be Saturday night or Sunday. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah, but I tell you, there's another, Charles Barkley's come out saying that Dion. Yeah, that Dion. There's a job going to open, a big job in the SEC, and they've already they're going to hire Dion. And they had said Texas A and M. He just stared at him and wouldn't talk. Is Dion going, well, going to Texas A and M? Well, that's, hey. that's what I was going to say. But the rumors I'm getting now are heavy. Is that they've already got the money up to buy Jimbo out? Uh, really? The Dion's the top. The Dion's the top prospect. You know, if they if they go ahead and vote to make that change, board of trustees got to do that though. Mm. Dion well, to Texas A and M. Eighty six. Yeah, eighty six million on top of what they have to pay him. But I think I think he'll come, guys, to get, to get that job. Of course, you know he spent his last few years in Dallas. He's got good Texas connections out there. Uh, and I think he would take it for a way a heck of a lot less money than, than what the going rate is right now. Uh, I mean, he don't really. The fact is, he don't really need the money. But I know that's a measuring stick. Uh, that's the way you keep well, scoring there. So Barry, Barry thinks Barry, Barry thinks he is. Is Dion capable of doing everything you need to do off the field? Uh, on, the, on with with the staff with with uh, the see I, I just don't think Cadillac is well see that's well I know Cadillac's not ready Dion's a little more polished uh, he's kind of been there before uh, I don't know that he's completely ready to take a job at that level but uh, he's I think he's quickly outgrown Jackson State I think he's you know don't you think Dion's uh, you know you see all the flash and all that but he's an old school coach isn't he he, he is that yeah. Go ahead, Max. He is that. No, he is that. I mean, he's he's grounded in, in, in his you know connections and the way he presents himself. Uh, it's not like you know, well, Cadillac's not quite. It's not had that experience yet. Dion, remember, Dion got a lot of outside publicity when he was in the NFL. He did commercials and you know he he was on talk shows and he was a kind of a national image already. So he's already acquired some of those skills that's going to take to do the outside stuff besides coaching on the field. But uh, but I, you can't even at the level he's coached at, guys. He's two years undefeated. He's fixed to win a national championship for that school, the Jackson. Uh, I mean, they've been undefeated last year and undefeated again this year. Uh, I mean, he's got his kids playing for him. His son's a quarterback. The young son's a defensive back. His daughter starts on the basketball team. I mean, he's got you know he's got all the credentials that surround him uh, to, to you know to get him through. I thought he, he may take some of maybe like New Mexico State or Wyoming or. Some of those schools is kind of a, a lower level uh, for a couple of years to get to become more polished uh, in that respect. But I don't know. There's, some of these top schools are in dire need of a coach. Who knows where it goes from there? Yeah, uh, they do a great job of promoting him and putting out yeah. videos of him talking to the team, and he's telling them all the right things. Um, yep. is, is Lane Kiffin? Is that a great hire for Auburn? I mean, how good is Lane Kiffin's team defensively ever going to be? Uh, I mean, is well, he a championship I, I, guy that can go down there and, and be great on both sides of the ball? 
what he's doing up to now, Barry, he's he's one by outscoring people. That's the way I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think if he goes to the you know what I think is the next level, particularly uh, say he takes the whole job, he's got to find a good defensive coordinator. They got to recruit to that side of the ball. Uh, he he, we saw him at Alabama as an offensive coordinator. We watched him in other places, Ole Miss. Uh, he won ten last year. Probably he'll, I think he'll win this Saturday. He'll win nine this year. That's more than anybody else has done at Ole Miss in years. And that's a hard place to, to win in the SEC West uh, to do that. You well, can't get enough good players to do that. So I, I'm answering your question to say I think I, I think he I think he's good enough. But what's out there is a is a prospect for that job. I think he's the best prospect. I think uh, I think Barry uh, alludes to it. We hadn't talked really about it, but I just think that he's not a hard recruiter. I think the I think the recruiting portal gives people an opportunity to get their assistant coaches to get the best players in without out, without them having to get out and go into the homes. And if he doesn't, I'm telling you, Lane Kiffin is a different cat if when you're around him. He ain't he ain't what you think. You know you, the jokes and all he tells and all that kind of crap yep. and how funny he is. He ain't, he ain't like that around him, and he, you better you better you worry about the portal, but you also better go out there and get you some some go to in the state of Georgia and and, and fight uh, Florida and Georgia and Alabama on, on some players. I think I don't think he does that myself. I, I could be wrong. Well, he, he, another, the the reason one reason he's had to do that is because he can't do that at Ole Miss. Yeah. He can't get the you know he's not gonna get the top players. I think yeah. he'll change to that. I mean, think about this thing. He brought 27 players in off the portal. Eight of them started. And the, and the little running back, Junkin, the kid from Alabama over there, just south of Montgomery, uh, Alabama and Auburn both turned him down. Uh, yeah. So Saban said in the press conference, they looked at him thought he was too small to play in the SEC. And he's like second or third in the nation in Russia now. So, you know, it, it's, he's got an eye for, for players at a, at a certain level. How he handles that, I remember he, he was at Southern Cal, was at Tennessee both. You know, he lost both of those jobs for, you know, other, other things outside his coaching, it appeared to me. But the fact is, he, he's turned it. I've been on that staff at Ole Miss, and I, it's, hard to, it's hard to get top players to come there. Uh, it, it, particularly now with the portal, you might get them for one year, uh, but if you don't play them and they don't have a good year, they go. Well, and I think which is the easiest, stay to Ole Miss as far as getting players, which is easiest. Yeah, well, I, well, I think he could stay there. I think he could stay long as he wants. I mean, it's, it's Mississippi State. Can you get more players at Mississippi State than you can at Ole Miss? No, 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 no way, no way, Coach. It's, it's, it's something that's a stigma about the Starkville job. I don't know. It's just <laughs> something over here. And I'm over here in it, right in the middle of it. It's just a different fan base. Even uh, it, it's. I mean, not only is it hard to win, it's hard to get the players to come there. I mean, there's no, there's no much social life at all for those kids in Starkville. Uh, Oxford's kind of a, another level uh, up. And, uh, it's just it's easier to get them there at, at Oxford. Now, you got to coach them, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're not going to get the top player. But, uh, hmm. you know, it's, if you go back and check the records versus each other, uh, Ole Miss is going to come out on top most of the time. Wax, great stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Egg Bowl and with uh, the Iron Bowl. Should be a lot happening uh, in the coaching world and all in college football this week. Should be a fun week. Thanks, Max. No doubt about it, guys. Always my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Max. Okay. Sorry to you. Alabama won this Wednesday. Now they got the uh, 
the loan sale. So beginning one day, 23 hours, seven minutes, and 33 seconds. You can get, If you get it at 7 a.m., for instance, and you qualify, your rate will be 2.99. At 8 o'clock, it goes up to 3.24 on the auto loans. 9 goes up to 3.49, all the way up to uh, noon at 3.99. That's even still a great rate. But the earlier you get in, the better. Go to www.alabama1.org for all the the information on this uh, loan sale, which we start in this Wednesday at 7 a.m. We also want to thank Pressure Tree to Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Phone lines will be open 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have an 18-wheeler log truck broken down on US 43 northbound at the Tuscaloosa-Fayette County line. It's blocking the northbound lane. You can expect delays. Please use caution. Don't miss out on Thanksgiving savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and they'll save you a bundle. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, along with Spiller Furniture and Townsend Nissan, want to see your holiday spirit and lights. Neighborhoods are shining bright this Christmas, thanks to the countless hours it took you to wrap your trees and bushes and outline every peak and gable of your house with lights. If you've lit up your house in any way, we want to see it and share it with the rest of Alabama. All submissions will be qualified to win $1,000. So when your house is lit up, go outside and snap a pic and send it to us on our free app, sponsored also by by Hudson Pool Fine Jewelers and Townsend Honda. Let's light up West Alabama this Christmas. 1225 Sports Bar is the place to be on the strip for your ultimate game day experience. 1225 Sports Bar is located two blocks from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Come meet our staff and enjoy some great food. It's gradually increasing the low at 41. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. When choosing a wireless provider, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money introducing total meaning on the tide 100.9 app inside the locker room with former crimson tide basketball coach wimp sanderson and his son former sec and acc assistant basketball coach barry sanderson it's time to take you inside the locker room presented by dr pepper on your home for alabama sports tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance Agent, he's my agent, Andrew Knifer. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. Know what you got. Know if you need more. Know if you need less. Let Andrew send you a quote today. 205-722-9201. I'll go to the Facebook page, Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. Uh, Dad, did you watch the Alabama game at all on um, on Saturday? Did you, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I watched I watched most of it. Uh, there were some times I had to be away from it, but you know what? This wasn't. It was about like, but 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 to say that Alabama has uh, a home field advantage is not true. 
Well, uh, the opposite they, did in that game, obviously. Well, I know that, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they. I don't think their home field advantage is anywhere like South Carolina's will ever be or Tennessee's. And naturally, the, those two schools have been down and they've moved up, and so that, that's brought out more fans. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really study the Alabama game that much. Uh, they didn't. They weren't playing great, so I didn't. Had three but games. Do you, do you think you should have benched those guys and put the backups in? I mean, what matter if you win twenty four to nothing, thirty one to nothing? At some point, don't you have to send those guys a message that we're not going to play like this? Uh, well, I, I, I guess I probably yes. You know, when you're out, when you're down there with them, and you have, and you're around them, and you're trying to figure out with your with your offensive and defensive people and your all of your assistant coaches, it, it's a little bit different than being on a radio show. Um, you, you darn sure, you know, in the, in the back of your mind, and I know it's not in the back of your mind. You're thinking to yourself, play if you played great, you know, maybe you, you could get in the final four. That's not even cl- going to be close. I, I don't, I don't know, Barry. I, I just think it's. Uh, I, I would have probably benched them and, and gone with what I had, but uh, I, I do think that there has to be. If that if that makes it's going to be a good carryover against Auburn, you darn right. Um, I just think I, you should have got like I was asking Joe if it was just me, like Jermaine Burton. He acts like he showboats, like he catches a ball and he, he does all that shit. And that's just not how Alabama players should. Play. Well, and and I, coaches like letting him do it. I figure coach should bring him up sideline and say, "If you act like that again." And and people will say, well, you're you're telling them to have fun. Well, he's just having fun. But dude, you're playing Austin P. and you're yeah. showboating. The uh, the the report that I got uh, from people who know is that Georgia was tickled to death to get rid of him. I believe it now. Uh, they wanted they wanted him out. He is the one who supposedly did whatever after the Tennessee game just to somebody who was hit him or something, whatever, all that crap. So so they they wanted rid of him. Um, you have you have last year two of the fastest guys you've ever seen in the wideouts and two great players and two guys that injured and two guys as you mentioned cost them the national championship. These guys are not in their class. You could you could stand there and coach them all day. You can't coach them to catch, or coach them you know coach coach them to run. You know you can help them some, but they got to catch the ball themselves. They got to be do able to do the things that that make them good and help their teammates themselves. Uh, you know, you can you can tell them to go to Mobile, and they might go to Birmingham. So, um, it, 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 I, I just think they made mistakes, Barry, um, from the from the wideouts that they got. I think the recruiting that they got, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't right. I think they've made a uh, they've they've recruited phenomenal in the wide receiver position here the last several years. And I had Joe pull up because I was curious. You know, the two kids that left Alabama and went to Texas. I said, pull up and see. let me see how they did. Because we all kind of questioned their character. Jaya Hall was doing a bunch of nonsense. So was Billingsley. And so Joe pulled it up. Billingsley has played in four games. He's got three catches for the season and 38 yards. Jaya Hall, one catch. He's played three games. He's got one catch. Uh, for seven yards for the season. Uh, these guys that act like that when they go away, they're not going to change uh, no, most of the time. They're not. And they've you, missed you can't they, coach so they, bad actors. They've missed too much in recruiting. 
I think in, on some of these situations here. Um, and I don't know who's rating these people, the five stars, this, that, and the other, but sometimes it, uh, you know, when you get to college, those stars drop off and these people get to work. And um, I, I think it's uh, the, the talent, I don't think is as good as it's been. It's not even close, in my opinion, that it's been in the past. Is that, would that be fair? I think it would. Yeah, I think it would. Jack. I just I just don't think the recruit, recruiting is, you know, we talk about all the time about coach making changes. We say that every year, and um, I think I think he probably will. Now, you know, nobody likes off offense coordinator. He'll be gone anyway. He's he's going to get, get go somewhere. Uh, defense coordinator, I think, will stay and should stay. Uh, but there are assistant coaches that we don't talk about that have areas and have recommendations to make. And when you get into the, when you get in, you know, you have offensive and defensive meetings, Barry, but you have a one meeting of where everybody is in there, except the janitor, to talk about the recruiting and where you are with the numbers and where you are with the talent. And somewhere along the line with the wideouts, uh, they, they assume, and, and look, you can recruit well, but sometimes you can recruit the wrong people. Sometimes you, you make a mistake. You know, you understand that. Everybody makes mistakes in recruiting, and they made them all in one whack. I had a guy tell me this. I don't know if he – he says that Jimmy Sexton has pushed these guys to all these head jobs and, and said, and, and really he's hurt saving staff uh, by getting these – you know, guy goes to Michigan State, guy goes to Maryland, guy goes to Marshall – and uh, these guys aren't doing great at these places, that Jimmy Sexton has actually hurt Nick Saban's staff by getting these guys head jobs, and they pluck one or two guys out of it. They kind of know what's going on with Alabama. And you got a lot of guys here now that hadn't been through it. Is there any, is there any truth to that? Uh, could Jimmy Sexton indirectly maybe hurt coaching staff by, by these guys linking on to him and getting all these head jobs and then pulling people with them? Well, I don't think so. I don't think that's. The, I don't think that. I don't. In other words, Jimmy Sexton got people head jobs, and they took. Uh, yeah, they took guys. You done. You lost some guys, and you lost those guys. Uh, you I know, it I starts to take its you. toll on you. Yeah, I, yeah, but I don't think you can say that. I yeah. mean, you can. Say, yeah, my, I don't. You can say it about. I, for me, no. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, Alabama hot one hotline and get my man Curtis in. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, what's going on, coaches? Good morning to you. It's been a while since I called. We're just so, throwing uh, stuff on the wall this morning, Curtis, to see if anything sticks. <laughs> I bet, I bet. But I still listen to y'all every single day, so I love y'all, Chef. Hey, man, to stick on the, the the conversation with the Alabama football team, my question is, I see what they're doing over there in Georgia with Kirby and the attitude and, you know, the structure and everything. Uh, you know, I... You know, Coach Saban is a goat. He, he's he's the greatest of all time. But I just want to know why is it working over there in Georgia? And, and and Kirby said it after the Tennessee game. He ain't take nobody in the portal. You know, the coaches. You know, the the recruiting everything's up. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, you got NIL now and transfer portal on that. Well, how come it's working for Kirby over there? What is he doing different than what we used to do over there in Alabama? We used to be that. Uh, Kirby, to me, Kirby is relentless. Like I, he didn't care about the contract and the money and all that. I mean, his energy level 
and he brings it every single day. Uh, and he learned from Coach. And plus, they're just now getting this, uh, having this success at this level. So it's kind of new to them. So I think Alabama, we've kind of gotten used to it and just expect it now. Well, they're still enjoying it over there, Curtis, uh, because it's new. Uh, so they seem to have a lot more energy uh, in recruiting on the sidelines and the games than we do it here at Alabama. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. But, you know, with all these rule changes and just uh, a comment that was made earlier in your show about uh, – I need to say you said that because you, you kind of, you're kind of on the same uh, line with me, Barry. But, you know, we can't coach them hard anymore. Well, why not? You yeah, know? I don't buy like, that. Kirby's over there coaching them hard over there and it's working. I mean, I don't buy that. It has to be something – if you peel back down, you have to be something more over there going on in Alabama, you know, why it is what it is. And, and, and so, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Dap. No, so we're, going, so we're going to get on here and talk about this with a football team that haven't played maybe quite as good, but they've lost two games by a total of four points. And, and when you play games, you're going to – people, you, you play enough games, you're going to get your butts beat sometimes in games you think you're going to win. I think sometimes we uh, – we we looked at it, they played bad they didn't play hard that's that's a real problem but for a team to be just busted all the time because they they lost two games by yeah but I think Curtis and Kirk, I don't want to put words in your mouth I think he's talking more about the energy that Georgia's defense plays with I mean they look like they got fifteen uh, guys out yeah, there well when they got beat by Alabama we didn't we didn't say that. We, we that, uh, well, coach, coach well in the national championship game, it looked like Georgia had 18 guys on the field because uh, they, they made adjustments. Uh, I just think that what Curtis is saying, they just seem to play with more energy this year. Uh, and it, and it's it looks like it – I don't know. It looks like they've passed Alabama, and I hate to say that, Curtis. Uh, your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Barry. It's not so much of the stats. Yeah, you're right, uh, Coach Wimp. They only lost two games. I mean, a lot of teams would love to have a season like <laughs> right. Alabama. They, they, they would love to. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, they could have lost even more than two, though. Let's just be honest. But, but it is what it is. You're, you're right. You, you have to go out there and play the game, and that's what it is. But uh, Did you, you know, see the, did you I, see the Alabama-Tennessee game? I did, sir. Okay, yeah, did, yes, you sir, see, did. Did, you see the, uh, did you see the South Carolina-Tennessee game? Yes, sir, I did. Okay, would you compare those two home field advantages to anything Alabama has ever done with their home field? Yeah, that was the strangest thing. I mean, that, <laughs> but, it, but it does have something to do with the home field advantage. It, it, it does. It, I mean, that, that does factor in because Tennessee's different when they're away. Except for the LSU game. They, they blew them out in, L, in Baton Rouge. They did. Let me tell you something, Curtis. If Alabama kicks the extra point instead of going for two, not doing the overtime, Curtis, mm-hmm. if they if they do that, they're in Atlanta. That one yeah. play, they're in Atlanta. You realize that? Oh, yeah. Dad, you realize but, that? But also, Dad, on the flip side, if Texas A&M throws the ball in the end zone, throws for a touchdown, they lose. But I'm talking about that was all over. The Texas A&M game was over. Everything by everything to the LSU game was all over. We can, we can argue about that all we want to, but when you when you get to that game there, if they kick the extra point, 
rather than going for two and not making it, Alabama wins without an overtime. And they're going to Atlanta if they beat Auburn. I understand that, but that's like the analyst. Do you think this team plays like a Nick Saban coach team, Dad? No, uh, no. That's Curtis. Do you so the mistakes? <laughs> and I mean, I understand a ball is going to hit a guy on a punt, but come on, man! At some point, you got to know where the ball is. Like that's awareness. Well, I, don't, I don't criticize guys for that. No, I don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying, the ball, ball takes, but the ball doesn't bounce round. But <laughs> But why are we not getting any turnovers? Why? Is, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't. I think it's sometimes you're you're the, sometimes you're winning, Dad. Ball, you know? Sometimes you're winning, <laughs> but you know there's problems there, uh, and it's just a matter of time. I think Alabama is winning these games. You're right, this, but don't you see the problems that people are talking about? The, the, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't with the record being not the record, but don't. Would you be excited if you were coaching this team the way they play? I'd be excited if they had an opportunity to kick kick extra point, go to Atlanta and play. Been playing bad all year. Yeah, I would be. (laughs) Anything else, coach? Go ahead, go, coach. Yeah, yeah. Just one more thing. Back to the Tennessee game. We want to bring that up. The guy, you know, when Kool Aid gets out of the way of the ball, and that guy just tries to scoop it up and all that. It's things like that, Coach Wimp. I mean, yeah, I know the record is what it is, but I'm just talking about that. that's just discipline. You ought to know better, though. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, that one little example. I mean, on the play where he touched where he touched the ball, the one well, where he thought the guy it touched up. it, and, and and you're talking about where he thought the guy touched he it. Thought, he thought Tennessee. Uh, I don't remember the play exactly. He thought Tennessee had touched it back. No, well, he thought Alabama had touched it, so he went to he dive on Alabama, it when I mean, they did. He thought Alabama had touched it. Partially. Yeah, I don't. He Alabama had touched it. I, yeah. think he, I think he thought the ball had already been touched by Alabama. But just fall on the ball, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't think, I don't think I don't think you criticize a guy like that in the moment. You got to play it. I don't. I don't agree. Yeah, that that one. I just think the guy's trying to make a play. Uh, now maybe that gives up a teaching point. I don't know. I, I'm with you, Curtis. Something's not right, and it, it, they got to get it. And, and they are nine and two, so uh, we'll see as this thing unfolds. Appreciate it, my man. Well, but hey, would you right, and Curtis, hey, would you and Curtis take a? Uh, would you and Curtis take uh, Auburn in twenty one and a half? Uh, <sighs> not <laughs> we, we Cadillac got them boys energized. Uh, I nope, I don't. But I'm not. I'm saying Alabama's going to win it, but it ain't going to be by that much, probably. I, this Alabama, I just don't. You, you, you gave me Curtis. You gave Cadillac me a slow, You gave me a slow answer, Curtis. I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't bet an Alabama team right now this year. Who knows? They may go out with about four. You started bragging on Cadillac before you gave me the answer. <laughs> I'm just saying, just like what I called in for, Kirby got them boys energized. Cadillac got them energized. But the thing is, <laughs> Alabama, Alabama could win by three or by 48, and I wouldn't be shocked at either one of them. That's a problem. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Curtis. Hey, take care, y'all. Roll back. Yeah. Um, I think you're you're giving coach speak right now. You would not be – yeah, you'd be happy to win. You'd be happy you got out of those games with wins. But if you were coaching this team, you wouldn't put your head on your pillow at night. You always throw out – you always throw up the A&M deal. And all, all that stuff – all that stuff is behind you. And you've lucked out and you've won. 
Now you're sitting there with a chance to to go to Atlanta, and you go for two. That's a mistake. That's where the mistake was made, right but, there. But that L- all that other crap you're talking about that was behind you, already over with. But yeah, they got by with that last uh, that last deal. I don't no doubt about it. I just don't think LSU's that good. I think Georgia will maul them in Atlanta. Then you just shouldn't lose to LSU. Well, I don't think Georgia. I don't think uh, LSU beat Georgia either. No, I agree. Yeah, Royal Cleaners. I know they're good. Pick up and delivery. Uh, they'll come pick up the laundry from you, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back to you, whether it's to work or home. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today for all your cleaning needs. 205-391-0034. Royal Cleaners, tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, we got to pull Doug Bell's record, see how he did. And, Doug needs some Auburn tickets. I need Auburn tickets. People, I need some tickets. I need some help. Here's the tie 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. It's Thanksgiving holiday week and travel will be heavy, especially on Wednesday. 51 million people expected to be on the nation's highways. The skyways also to be the busiest it has been in years. And it's, of course, Wednesday, the busiest travel day of the year. What's the weather going to be like? It's going to be pretty good, according to the National Weather Service Birmingham. They also say it could be dry for the high school football playoff games on Friday night and the Iron Bowl Saturday, but a wet second half to Thanksgiving Day. I'm Don Hartley. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have an 18-wheeler log truck broken down on US 43 northbound at the Tuscaloosa Fayette County line. It's blocking the northbound lane. You can expect delays. Please use caution. Don't miss out on Thanksgiving savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and they'll save you a bundle. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Townsend Nissan is your super savings vehicle dealer right here at home in Tuscaloosa with over 100 pre-owned vehicles in stock and priced for immediate delivery. And yes, if you are looking for a new Nissan coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Tuscaloosa's weather will stay cool and dry today. The sky partially sunny, the high 55. For tonight, clouds gradually increasing, the low at 41. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I get right to the Alabama One Hotline. Leads with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports Headquarters, guest picker on our show every Monday, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. Uh, great to be with you guys. How are you, Doug? Uh, 
did you uh, know the guy that won down at Sea uh, Island? Yeah, yeah, Adam Svensson. Um, you know, he sounds like he's from Sweden, but he's a Canadian. And, uh, you know, yeah, he played college golf, you know, here in the States and, and has, has kind of bounced around like a lot of these guys. Corn Ferry Tour. Um, I guess he started out on the Canadian Tour. And, you know, he's an interesting guy because uh, two years ago, um, and he saw what all these great players were doing with Rory and, and even go back to Tiger. And he said, listen, I'm in terrible physical condition. And, and I'm not taking this game as serious as the good players are. And so he took it upon himself two years ago to go on in this, uh, this physical fitness, total transformation of his body. And so now he's one of these workout guys, you know, gets up at five o'clock in the morning, does a workout every day, practices for so long on the golf course. He's kind of rededicated himself. And so finally it came together and played great. And you know what was interesting, guys? Adam Svensson, um, he played the, you know, you play two courses there. You play the plantation side and the seaside course. And plantation side is easier. It has four par fives. And he was one over par on the plantation side in the opening round. And usually that leads to a miscut. But then he came on and obviously played great the last three days and won for the first time. And, and guys, that changes, you know, as I always tell you, he's a guy, you know, he had status. He was in the top 125 last year. But now that he's a winner, um, he will play in Maui at the Century Tournament of Champions. He'll be in all the invitationals. He'll be in the Masters for the very first time. He'll be in the Players' Championship. Uh, so that was really a big deal for a young guy who, unless you're a real golf fan, you, nobody's ever heard of Adam Svensson. Uh, we're talking with Doug Bell. Doug, talk LIV with me a little bit. Uh, Rory, sure. he, he is absolutely ripping uh, Greg <laughs> Norman uh, publicly. Um, basically, uh, just says it'll never work uh, as long as Greg Norman's there. Just what's going on with that, and why is there such a feud between these two guys? Well, you know, they just there's no love loss between those two guys. They simply do not like each other. Um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, Greg has been given uh, carte blanche. I mean, he is the president, general manager, whatever, of this live golf. And so he has gone out to all the big names. I mean, he went to Tiger first, and Tiger turned down. And, and some negative things have been said about Tiger from the live side. And he went to Rory next. And he, he ordered or he offered Rory a king's ransom, and Rory just thumbed his nose at him and really didn't even give him the time of day. And so they've had this feud going on back and forth. And and for example, Cameron Smith, the Australian golfer who won the Open Championship, who went to live, uh, he there was a story last week. Cameron Smith said a day before he made the announcement, Rory called him up and tried to talk him out of it. So, you know, Rory is the thorn in Greg Norman's side. And and he is and he is the uh, he's the light at the top of the mountain for the PGA Tour. You know, without Rory McIlroy, I think the PGA Tour would be in a heap of trouble uh, if he had made the jump. Uh, but instead, he stayed with the PGA Tour. And now, and Rory, by the way, Barry, you know, he won the uh, uh, the European Tour uh, their their championship, their overall points championship, the DP World Tour. And so, when you add up all the money that Rory won on the PGA Tour, and he won the FedEx Cup, and all the money that he won on the DP World Tour, which is the European Tour, and the bonuses that were uh, granted on both of those sides. Rory, when you add it all up this year with his endorsements, uh, Rory probably made more than $100 million 
on the golf course between the two tours. And that's not an exaggeration. In fact, I may be underselling that that figure. Any uh, movement on LIV getting a, a TV network? I heard a guy's uh, Casey Smith was telling Gary Harris last week, if they don't, then, then they're just going to make the, the Saudis going to make their own network. Uh, so, uh, yeah. where does that stand right now? And I guess well, they got enough well, money just to have their own, just make their own channel, uh, if they yeah. can't get a deal. Well, I think what's going to happen is, um, you know, they went to all the networks and their, their spinoff networks. For example, you go to CBS and, you know, you have the CBS Sports Network or you have Paramount. Um, you know, you go to, uh, to Fox and they have FS1, um, you go to NBC and, you know, they, they obviously have golf, uh, and they're heavily involved, but, you know, you go to those networks initially, Greg did, and, and it it was just too volatile. It's too hot a property for any of these networks to just, uh, to, to allow them on there. And so then, and, and Greg also wants to be paid by the networks just like the PGA Tour has paid billions of dollars um, by CBS, NBC, and ESPN with the digital rights, where they have all these, uh, every tournament you can watch the featured group or featured hold, et cetera. And, and the networks will not pay live. They're not an established commodity, and plus it, it's a hot commodity. It's, it, there's a lot of negativity associated to it. So what is going to happen, Barry? Greg Norman is going to have to buy time from one of those networks that I just talked about. And that's going to be really expensive. Not that money is, you know, is, is an obstacle for live golf, but in order for them to really survive, and, and I, survive is probably not the right word, or in order for them to thrive, and that is to get people to act, eyeballs to watch in the United States, where you have more than anywhere else in the world, um, they're going to have to establish some sort of some, some sort of TV entity. Because last year, Barry, listen, I. I watched for a few minutes here and there on YouTube TV just to see what it was like. But other than that, it was just, it was a non-factor. I, I never even really thought about it. And so that, that's, that's the hiccup right now in my mind with live. They have to establish some sort of, TV. but do you think, and I want dad to answer this too. Do you think they even care if they make money or are they just wanting to hurt the PGA too? They got so much money. They don't, they're not really worried about making money. They just want to be a thorn in the PGA tour side. Well, I think that's the pl- I think that's what the plan is right now. And you know, we're going back to what you said before. Rory, this week in Dubai, where he he won the overall points thing, um, in his press conference, he said, "Listen, he thinks a compromise can be reached, but you got to get rid of Greg Norman because he said you got to get the children out of the room. You have to have adults in the room." That was Rory's jab at Greg Norman. Um, but I, I think what the Saudis uh, they like the fact that Greg Norman has stirred things up. He has established the league. He has taken some big names away from the PGA Tour. They like the direction they're going. And in the next few years, they'll establish a ladies live tour. And they'll also have probably more than 48 players. They'll probably have more events. Uh, so they're building something. Um, so, you know, but to answer your question, do they want to make money? I think ultimately they do, Barry. You know, I, I think it comes to a point where, you know, right now they're, they're getting the publicity they want. Um, they are cleaning their image. That's another thing that they want. Uh, and they like the fact that Greg Norman rattles the cages of the PGA tour, et cetera. Uh, but I think ultimately you got to look at the bottom line. I don't care how much money you have. These are businessmen. And I I think they do want to ultimately make money. They do want to get some, they want to get something 
of a return on their investment, which right now the investment is astronomical, yep. billions of dollars already. Yep. That. Um. Hold on, about to sneeze. I'll go ahead and sneeze, coach. <laughs> okay. Bless you. <laughs> All right. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. In the in the betting, I said that I had won because it started out at ten and that made it even, <laughs> but it went to nine and a half. So I said yeah. I had won because people said they won because they they waited and got it at nine and a half. Mm. Very straight. But, and so I had winners. I didn't have any losers. No losers. Either right. ties or winners. Barry and Joe come on and say that uh, that was not a win. Doug, that was if tie. you go to the window and you <laughs> bet, and you bet, well, if you go to the window, Doug, and the line is minus 10, and you say, I want to win, I want to take Wake Forest minus 10 to win 200, they're going to put minus 10 on your thing. If the yep. board all of a sudden, because that's blue play special, People are betting, and it drops down to nine and a half. What does your ticket say, Doug? Your ticket says what? <laughs> well, it says ten. Then that's what you—that's what your bet is, correct? Ten. You know, I—I yeah. I, I hate to go against Coach, but yeah, <laughs> I, I have to agree with you. Yeah. So he pushed, which is fine. But that was some people took his advice, and when they went to bet it, it had dropped to nine and a half, so they won. But his was a push. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> A push is better than a loss, and believe me, I can I can vouch for that. Speaking of loss, uh, <laughs> now that's one thing I like about that. He's he's trying to figure out a way to count that as a win. And if well, he, uh, 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 the guys that won money, you think that uh, that's not a winner for them? <laughs> it is a winner for them, but when you oh, picked oh, it, it was minus sorry. ten. Oh, I'm sorry, it was nine and a half. They bet nine and a half. <laughs> well, they didn't get they when they went to the win. Uh, uh, it was uh, nine uh, and a uh, half. Sports fans, was it a loss? No. It was, a tie. was it a tie? No. Yeah. Yes. Was it a win? Yes. No. Nah. Well, <laughs> for you, no. Your ticket said 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about how Doug did this week. Um, yes. Doug, I, Dad thought you were going to go 3 and 0 this week. But, uh, yeah, me too. Let's see how you did. Here, Joe, you got the, uh, let's see, TCU at Baylor. Uh, oh, I've never seen a play like that with everything on the line, Doug. They ran the field goal unit out there. Got the field goal. You had the Horn Frogs minus three. The Horn Frogs one by one. Yes. Georgia, yeah. Kentucky. Georgia had that ball on the one yard line, Doug. I think about to go oh in. <laughs> you had the dogs minus 22 and a half, Joe. Uh. All right. Uh, you, that, that, those are losses. See, those are, you, Doug, you'd like to have a tie there, wouldn't you? Uh, UAB at LSU. Doug said take the Tigers minus 14 and a half. The Tigers cleared no problem whatsoever. So that runs your record, Doug, to 16, 22, and 1 for the season. Yeah. It's been a tough season. And, and I will tell you, that UAB game, as, a, as UAB scored a touchdown early, I said, oh, my gosh, am I going to go 0-3? But thank goodness LSU came back. I was, I was a little concerned. I think you had it in the bag. All right. Okay. Uh, where are you going this week, Doug? All right, we're going to go three and zero. This is you know Thanksgiving week is really the last week of the big games. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Georgia is a fifteen point favorite against LSU in the SEC championship, and Clemson is now a seven point favorite over North Carolina in the ACC championship. Those those numbers just came out, so I thought I'd throw those out there. Um, but here's who I like this week: 
Tennessee, I mean, uh, was that astonishing, uh, the blowout loss at South Carolina? Uh, I just – I was utterly amazed by what I was watching. And they now lose their quarterback, Hooker, who's out for the year, torn ACL. Um, they're at Vandy. Vandy, they're not the best team in the SEC, but certainly the hottest right now. They've won two in a row. And I think they've established something there. They're getting 15 guys at home against Tennessee who has the backup quarterback going. I think it'll be difficult for Tennessee to get up off the uh, mat after that. I mean, they just got hammered at South Carolina. So I like Vandy in the points. Duh. In, in that game. All right. I, I see it at 14 here on uh, ESPN right now, so it must have dropped. Uh, do you want it at 14 or 15? Well, I'm like coach. I'm going to take it at 15. Uh, that's what mine says. All right. So, I don't know what you're looking at. Well, that's but. certainly don't do it. The, that's don't do it where you get an advantage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I go by the Caesars app, guys. So I, I got it on the phone. Right, so um, you're saying the line's 15? Yep, yep, yep. All 15. Right. We'll give it to you. You need All a right. break. All right. Now, and last week, you guys gave me a hard time when we were talking about teams with the potential of making the playoffs. And when I threw out Southern California, you guys, I mean, you were all over me. But I appreciate that because there's a lot of love there when you guys were all over me. Yeah, you guys were like, USC, there's no way USC. Anyway, USC still has an opportunity, guys. They're going to be in it. Well, I think they will lose this week and they will be out. Notre Dame, USC this week. Notre Dame getting five points, by the way. Um, I, I like Notre Dame to... To run the football, to control the tempo of the game. Defensively, Notre Dame's really good. Uh, and that's I, a, that's a, that's I'm a little a surprised. That's a lock for Southern Cal, then. D- Joe, he <laughs> just took an underdog. I know. Th- wow. I know. I was thinking about does that. Does the yeah, plus button work? <laughs> it does in this case. Oh, you just took two underdogs, didn't you? God, I'm, going to, I'm going to give my blue plate on Friday, and I am getting a double blue plate. Uh oh. All right. Oh. Double. Double. Since he tied, he's going to take the money that he didn't lose this week and add it on top of there. Double, and it's going to be a lock. A lock. All right, right, Doug, what's your third third game? Take the money and run, Coach says, that famous song. All right, here's the one. Gus Malzahn and UCF, you know, took it on the chin against Navy. Um, That will not be the case this week. Their rivalry game, that's an Orlando-Tampa deal. UCF-USF, South Florida. Uh, UCF bounces back in a big way. They're given 18 in that game. It's been a disappointing season, obviously, for South Florida. It's been a disappointing two or three seasons for South Florida. They fired their coach. Uh, so I, I like UCF. I like the Gus bus to roll it up big in the regular season finale against their rivals, South Florida. So UCF that's 18 big. points. 18, 18 points. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a, that's a decent bet. That's, that's fair. Well, finally, thank you. Uh, I was worried. You guys usually like some of my picks, but I was worried I was going to go zero for three. No, that, that's a decent. That's decent. South that's Florida's a, one in ten, zero oh and seven. Yeah. Why yeah, Gus? They, you have to worry about Gus's team being overconfident. <laughs> well, UCF is going to go to a nice ball game, uh, and they've had a good season. That Where are they Navy going? lost. Well, you know, wherever that conference is locked in. Where can, where can you go to a bowl game that's any better than where you are than South Florida? Ooh, that's not. Nice. Well, they very well could be playing in Orlando. Yeah, there's a couple of bowl games down there. So so we shall see. How um, many teams, Doug, will say we got too many guys in the portal. We can't we can't fill yep. a team to play in the bowl game. What about that? What I, about that? Well, I think that's going to happen a lot, guys. You know what's interesting? Um, the FCS playoffs were announced yesterday. 
Uh, and Sanford University, by the way, in Birmingham, uh, oh, the highest seed they've ever gotten. They've had a great year. Their only loss was at Georgia. Uh, and and Michael Hires, by the way, is their quarterback, a kid who uh, played at Briarwood Christian, played with my son. And he's really a great kid, so he's had a fantastic season. But what I'm saying is I noticed this morning all of these schools, like Montana played Montana State, uh, and that's where ESPN game day was last Saturday. And bye, after bye. the game – Montana State, five of their best players, Montana State, announced they were entering the portal and will not uh, go to the playoffs. So I, I think that is a precursor to what is going to happen across the board in SCS. I think all these kids who think they're pretty good, and most, and they have a lot of good players, they're all entering the transfer portal. And then all of these teams, let's say like South Florida, uh, if, if any of those kids, they don't have a head coach, they're all entering the portal. There's going to be – is it going to be – you know, they talked about the red wave, right, in the election a few weeks ago. This is going to be a wave of kids. It, it'll be unbelievable the amount of kids that enter the transfer portal this week. They're not going to the playoffs? Playoffs? No. Yeah. Doug, I mean, do, that, do you know that coach for Austin P? I'm sure you do your son play there. Is that the same guy? Yeah. Do me a favor. Walden, yeah. Tell him to tone yeah. it down. He is obnoxious. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's over the top. Way and over I'm, the top. He looked so silly the way he was acting on the sideline Saturday. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. He was and, embarrassing. Doug, how do you like uh, how do you like Alabama's team? Uh, we're talking football, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Coach, I got one more thing to tell you, which you'll really appreciate. Well, listen, the Alabama team, uh, in my mind um, – Obviously, they're not as explosive offensively as I thought they were going to be. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love it when everybody blames the offensive coordinator uh, because you go back to Steve Sarkeesian, right, who was the greatest offensive coordinator in the history of the game. It just so happened he had maybe the greatest roster of talent in the history of the modern era. Uh, and now we, we see what Steve has done at the University of Texas. So, uh, again, I think Alabama, like a lot of teams, maybe were a little overrated at the beginning of the season, especially from an offensive standpoint. And then I think what we've seen defensively is uh, defense that cannot pressure the quarterback with the guys up front. Okay. And and that has always been something Alabama, just like Georgia now. You don't need to blitz that often. Those guys up front create a lot of havoc and a lot of pressure. So it's a good Alabama team. It is not a great Alabama team. With that said, they lost two games. Uh, on last second plays, so they very well could be undefeated right now if uh, you know the, if the football guys if they, kick, they, the field, if they right. kick the extra point. They win. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, you you make a field goal at Tennessee, you're a winner. You kick extra points at LSU, you're a winner. So, all right, uh, let me ask you this question: Have you ever seen yeah. Alabama ever have a home field advantage the way Tennessee had it with the game with Alabama and the way South Carolina had with uh, Tennessee? No, I mean that that home field advantage. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, Williams Bryce Stadium is crazy, guys. And I I saw the poor bushes after the game. The the crowd, you know, stormed the field and they destroyed those bushes that surround the field. But oh, no. yeah, those are those are significant home field advantages. And Tennessee certainly took advantage. You know, their big losses obviously were on the road. Uh, Georgia and South Carolina were not even in like either of those games. Yeah. Well. You, and let me tell you this, guys. This is interesting, Coach. I don't know if you saw. You know, Oscar Combs, the legendary. Yeah. Sports writer up in Lexington, who I know, I, do, I know Oscar real well. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know you have a lot of appreciation for him. And he tweeted out this morning, you know, Kentucky did not play great at Gonzaga last night. And I watched that game on the plane flying back from the golf tournament. Uh, and obviously the football team has had a disappointing run here, you know, losing to Vanderbilt. And then they hung in against Georgia. But, you know, I'm not sure they ever really had a chance. And Oscar Combs, because they announced, you know, the head, the head football coach, Coach Stoops, gets a this massive raise. He's going to get $8.7 million Ridiculous. starting next season. Ridiculous. And Oscar Combs is like, he said, listen, he goes, when you look at what the basketball coach and his staff are getting paid, and now you look at what the football coach and his staff is getting paid, Oscar Combs said, I just have one question. Is it, are we getting our money's worth? And no. he said, that's all I'm, he goes, that's uh, all I'm going to say. No. And I said, by the way, and by the way, Doug, the, the athletic director is head of the, of the football selection committee, uh, chairman of that. That is yeah. the worst cotton picking committee in the history of committees. <laughs> you ought to look at it. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Doug, tell them about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. You yeah. want to give somebody a Christmas gift or a Thanksgiving gift? They got gift certificates over there, I'm sure, as well. So tell us about oh, that. Uh, yeah, there what, you go. What, what a great segue. Thanks. For, you're like the point guard passing into the There you go. I'll try to help you out. Thank you so much, MD Wellness, 582-9216. Susan is the owner. Give her a call now. They do have their uh, Black Friday uh, certificates available right now. So if you want to give somebody for Christmas, an opportunity to go in and get Botox, B12 shots, uh, hormone replacement, laser treatments. All those things uh, are on a big list there at MD Wellness. And, and it's one of these things, it's not, you know, people talk to me all the time. They're like, hey, you know, my wife, my girlfriend, guy, it's also for guys too. Uh, there's a lot of men who go in there to MD Wellness and aesthetics, and they get the same type deal for their face. Uh, for hair replacement and all sorts of stuff, hormone replacement for the men too. So give Susan a call. Uh, she's all set up now for Black Friday and then leading into Christmas, and it'll be here before you know it, 205-582-9216, MD Wellness and Aesthetics. It's 650 Everness Corners in the Tuscaloosa area. It'll take you, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes to get down. But if you're in the area, just stop by because the doctor is, Dr. Mancuso is in today, and she'll be in again on Friday. And it's free consultation when you go in. She'll sit down and ask you what you need. Doug, you know you took Vanderbilt, right? Uh, yes, I did. All right. I'm I mean, looking around. Poor, guys. All right. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Talk Doug. to you next week. Happy, th- happy Thanksgiving, Same fellas. to you, Doug. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very my much. man. Double, double blue plate. Five, All right. Guy picked Vanderbilt. I mean, some games you just stay away from. But he, he likes to go. He likes to get in there deep. On he likes Vanderbilt against Tennessee. Well, he likes the fourteen. He's won't, you know. Yeah, you know. well, I, I don't care. Hook with a, well, I don't know. Vanderbilt's playing pretty good. Yeah. All right. This time about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, I talk about all the time because they're the very best. Three four five one two three four. Easy number to remember. If you've got a problem, if somebody's coming after you, whether it be kin folks on the highways, next door neighbors, whatever it might be. Prince Glover and Hayes can help you, and they can. Uh, Bob and I played golf together when I was at the university for a long time. Great friend. They'll do a good job for you. They'll visit with you on the telephone, then go by seven hundred one Rice Mountain Road and visit with them, and you'll find that Prince Glover and Hayes are the absolutely best. And while I'm doing this, um, uh, just along with make it quicker, I wanted to mention also uh, Dr. Scott Foster. 
at uh, Constant Companion Animal Hospital, who's giving 50% off. they got a brand new, it's a beautiful place out there. And they'll give you 50% off on any pet that you have. And uh, it's on it's on, on uh, Highway 280, the Narrows. Here's the phone number. We'll give it twice. Write it down. If crap, you can get 50% off, you better go. 205-635-0313. 635 That's it. This is Ty 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have an 18-wheeler log truck broken down on U.S. 43 northbound at the Tuscaloosa Fayette County line. It's blocking the northbound lane. You can expect delays. Please use caution. Don't miss out on Thanksgiving savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and they'll save you a bundle. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, Pete. How's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also can keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, uh, to the Wayne's Pest Control Hotline, get Cowboy in. Good morning, good morning, Cowboy. Hey, Cowboy. Good morning, uh, Barry and Coach. Hey, uh, I was wondering this about Doug. Son. I looked on Austin T's roster and didn't see him. Did, did he transfer to a higher-level school? Or did he no, he finished up. He's, he's working up in New York. He was a senior last year. Oh, oh, I thought he was just like a sophomore last year. I remember him talking about him when they went over to play in Athens and everything. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, hey, I kind of watched a little bit of Alabama basketball game Friday night, and I tell you what, I kind of came away impressed. They got some players, I believe, uh, some guys that look like basketball players. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I, I think they're long and athletic. They obviously won't shoot it like that every night. When you shoot it like that, you look uh, great. I don't Quinterly, uh, coming back off of ACL, um, I thought he looked looked good. Sears obviously shot the ball really, really well. Obviously, Brandon Miller is really good. I think they got a chance to be really good. Uh, now, defense is going to be what they have to hang their hat on. They'll have a tough test on Thursday night. They'll know more about their team Thursday night when they play Michigan State. Where is that game? It's in uh, Portland. It's in tournament out in Portland, Oregon. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll definitely, we'll definitely know if we can shoot the basketball with somebody in our grill Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I was impressed. It looked like one of Coach Sanderson's teams of the '80s, and uh, and that you know kind of bodies like you know some teams maybe in the, like '76 team. I don't know. I was. I mean, I think they got some basketball IQ on the team, too. So, um, you know, we'll see. I'm going to not get too overly excited, but I was excited by what I saw. And uh, there we go. Now, I, I was going to watch that Kentucky game last night and flipped the channel and took a shower and came back and forgot about it, watched the NFL game. Uh, did Gonzaga beat them? Yeah, they beat them. Uh, they were up by, I don't know, 14 or 15 at the half. Kentucky slept walk the first half. Tuggy played much better in the second half, but uh, Gonzaga ended up pushing. I think they won by 88, 88. 72. Yeah, they won by 18 or 16. So they couldn't guard Drew Timmy. So we'll see if Alabama can. Thank you, Cowboy. All right, y'all be good. All right, uh, we got to get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Remember, Alabama won the Black Wednesday sale just two days away. Uh, go to alabama1.org for all the information there. Starting at 7 a.m., rates as low as 2.99% on uh, cars, recreational vehicles, personal loans, up to 60 months there for that. Uh, each hour it goes up a little bit, so you want to get in early. Go to www.alabama1.org. Appreciate you, Joe. Uh, the Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Battleground Sports. Have a great day, everybody. Time today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Seaspire. Seaspire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit Seaspire fiber to your roster at seaspire.com slash AL fiber. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama picked up a 34 to nothing win over Austin P on Saturday. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media after the win. I was really pleased with the way that um, the team came out and played today. Uh, thought we controlled the line of scrimmage and, you know, had over 500 yards of total offense. They only had 200 yards or something like that. Um, 
you know, the defense got a couple really key stops after we turned the ball over a couple times in the first quarter uh, in the red zone. I'll have more in a moment. Hear that? That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, Touchdown! we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit seaspire.com slash business for details. Here's more from Coach Saban. So it's always great to get a shutout. You know, like to have scored more points. We got to play a lot of players. I thought Jason McClellan played really well. Burton had a really good day today and thought Bryce did a nice job. So um, all in all, uh, we wanted to build on the momentum of, you know, how we came back and played at the end of last week's game. And, you know, obviously that's, uh, something that I thought we did a good job of today. So it wasn't perfect. Uh, we had some guys out. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by C Spire. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Gradually increasing the low at 41, and tomorrow mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 Tide degrees in Tuscaloosa. Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have an 18-wheeler log truck broken down on US 43 northbound at the Tuscaloosa-Fayette County line. It's blocking the northbound lane. You can expect.